0: This is growing bolder with Mark Middleton and Bill Schaefer, and we all know people who run, but it's not for everyone.
1: Why, but, are, you, why are you looking at me when you say all the time when well, you say it's not for well, everyone? You b- look at
0: me. But it could be for everyone. <laughs> is why I'm looking at you. The power of running to transform lives, to bounce back from disease, to lose weight, and more has been well documented, and maybe no one has documented it more for both runners and non-runners than our next guest.
1: Yeah, you know, he's one of the sport's great ambassadors, and in his role as chief running officer for Runner's World, he travels the world. He gets to greet people, and he gets to compete at the same time. It's been a remarkable adventure, and he's captured it all in his new book, My Life on the Run, The Wit, Wisdom, and Insights of a Road Racing Icon. Welcome, Bart Yasso. Hi, Bart. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank
2: you Mark and Bill for having me on your
1: show. Hey, uh, they call you the mayor of running. What a what a great title that is. When were you reelected most recently? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a, it's a position that's it's non-elected,
2: but uh I have no idea where that started, but someone called me that and it stuck and I've been hearing it for about 10 years and it's just like great And meet more runners than anyone else on the planet is what I assume they granted me the merit of running.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're like the global ambassador for the sport. How did that come to be? How did it happen that you met so many runners?
2: You know, I was very lucky. First off, I started running 33 years ago. I just went out to run a mile just to get in shape, and it changed my life forever. And I literally have been all over the world with this sport. And then I, I started working in that Runner's World magazine in 1987, and uh, at some point, a couple of years into my job, I did a race across Death Valley, which is 146 miles long in July, and they realized, wow, this guy will do anything. <laughs> so they literally, you know, I've been, since that day, just literally been going all over the world to do events and meet runners, just recently returned from a race in South Africa a couple of weeks ago called the Comrades Marathon, which is a fifty six mile run in south africa which was held right before the World Cup took off, so mm. it's was a pretty interesting time to be in South Africa.
0: Boy, life is good, you know. You know, Bart, you don't need us to tell you that running uh, is as diverse an activity as there is. You know, everything from folks jogging in their driveway uh, to running ultra marathons like you, world class sprinters to overweight cardiac patients. In your experience, is there a common denominator either in in the kinds of runners or or the the kinds of of people who do it that that, that explains why it's so? diverse? Diverse.
2: Yeah, I don't know if there's a common denominator. Maybe, you know, if, I, if there was one word I could grab onto, maybe it would just be passion. People just have a passion to either change their life or excel at this sport or just, you know, want to be the best they can be. And running is that sport where it's, you know, you can be a world class competitor and try to set world records and run against the best in the world. But most people run against themselves and try to look at that clock and say, okay, you know, whatever distance it is, whether it's a mile race or a marathon or a 100-mile race, they know they're the best time they've done so far, their personal record, and they just try to beat that and just become better. And I think that's the beauty of the sport. Uh, so many people just race against themselves, themselves, challenge themselves, and set these goals that are attainable if they do the hard work and really go for it.
1: We we're talking with Bart Yasso, who is considered a global ambassador for running. And, you know, Bart, I wanted to ask you if you agree with this or not. Running also, the thing we have in common is nobody really wants to do it at first. You know, it, it, it does hurt. And sometimes it takes a while to, to be able to do it to the point where you're proud of it. But it's the kind of thing that if you stick with it, even somebody who's been on the couch for decades can do it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's very contagious uh And you know if I were to describe running uh to to most people, I would say though the the word that comes to mind from to me is the word inclusion running really includes everyone who's willing to try it when you go to these big races, of course, you have the fastest runners, and you know they they're there to to try to win the race, but then you got people all they want to do is just cross that finish line, and uh, you know they have their own personal goals and uh you know, that's what I love about it. I, I just get to meet the greatest people every weekend. Every weekend I'm at a race somewhere in this world, and I just get to meet the greatest people. Their their whole goal is just to get to that finish line, accomplish this goal. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I meet some people that have have overcome just incredible odds just to make it to the starting line, hmm. let alone the finish line. That, that That's the... Sort of the culmination of it all, but some of these people have have overcome so many uh, things that have happened to them, whether it's a disability or something in their life that that altered everything. But they get to these races, and then the finish line is what they look for—the like their celebration or their their culmination of what, all they've been through and this is their goal, to finish a race.
0: And Bart, you are in a, a fairly exclusive club uh, of people who have competed in marathons on all seven continents, and, and that includes Antarctica. Whose idea was that?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a guy by
2: the name of Tom Gilligan runs a company called Marathon Tours, and he was taking people, he's been doing it for 30-plus years, taking runners all over the world to compete in some exotic marathons. But you know, as he looked at his business, of course there were only six continents that he was covering. And someone said, Well, why don't you do an Antarctica marathon? And of course he thought he thought of it of of it as a joke at first, but then he kinda of started doing some work on it and realized, you know, they are now taking tourists to Antarctica. Could it be possible? And he was able to pull it off, and I did it back in 1999. And it's an arduous journey just to get there. It takes about a week if you're, you know, living on the East Coast. Uh, But once you're there, the wildlife, the setting of this race, it's just gorgeous. And, uh, you know, it's one of those, I've done a race at the Arctic Circle, Mount Everest. I mean, I literally run all over the world. But running uh, in Antarctica was very, very special. Would you
0: say that's the most exotic marathon in the world?
2: Uh, I would have to say just because of its remoteness, you know, just how arduous it is to get there. Uh, you know, there are some exotic ones. There's just kind of a marathon on Easter Island, and uh, Comrades, the one I did in South Africa, is pretty exotic. And uh, they do one in Kenya called the Safari Com, which is run on a game park. So there, there's there's stuff out there. But, yeah, I, I would put Antarctica in, in the lead as a... Uh, certainly the most arduous and kind of off the beaten path as you can get.
1: We think of running as as being something for the young, especially the way you do it with the distances you do. Talk a little bit about your age and, and some of the people that you've seen uh, that, that have blown your mind.
2: Yeah, I'm 54 and been running 33 years. Uh, a gentleman... One office over from me, a guy by the name of Andy Burfoot, who won the Boston Marathon in 1968 and still running very competitively today at age 63 and has been running competitively for almost 50 years. Uh, I work with some other people that have been running close to 50 years. So there's a lot of uh, longevity in running. Uh, You know, we've all taken some downtime, and, you know, you can't can't train at a high level for 50-plus years, but you can pick your... Times and uh, pick some races that you want to do well at, but you can run for a long time. And you know, I'm surrounded by people. uh, You know, I feel like a rookie having run the past 33 years when I uh, around some of my colleagues here at Runners World. And then there's some people that gravitate to the sport later in life, and they don't start running till they're 60, 65, or 70. And sometimes they've been great athletes. and never realize it. And then they get to these races, and they set all these age group records in these categories. And it, it's, it's pretty, pretty neat to see when you go to a race and see seventy-year-olds out there running marathons and running them very fast.
0: It has been a remarkable, remarkable adventure that continues for Bert Yasso. And folks, you can read all about it in his new book. It's called "My Life on the Run: The Wit, Wisdom, and Insights of a Road Racing Icon" uh, by Bert Yasso. Bert, thanks very much. I'm I alive, so much older than.